Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence, and by Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. This is AutoLine Daily for March 22nd, 2011, and now the news. We've said all along that if Japanese car factories were back up and running now, there would be little impact on the auto industry. But guess what? They're not back up and running. Toyota is extending its shutdown until Saturday, Honda until Sunday. IHS Global Insight estimates Japan has lost 338,000 vehicles worth of production and says it will take seven weeks of overtime to make up for every week of shutdown. The Detroit Free Press reports Honda is delaying orders from American dealers for Japanese-made imports, including the Fit, CRZ, Civic Hybrid, and others. Here's my AutoLine Insight. You can bet GM, Ford, Chrysler, Hyundai, and Kia are plotting sales strategies right now to take advantage of any weaknesses from their Japanese competitors. Same goes for the luxury segment. Mercedes, BMW, and Audi will exploit any shortage they see with Lexus, Acura, and Infiniti. It's not as if they're all going to get big sales bonanzas out of this, but in the dog-eat-dog automotive business, every advantage will be exploited. Speaking of luxury cars, Cadillac was late to the party with its own performance line of luxury vehicles. But GM's president of North America, Mark Roy, says the Cadillac V-Series is selling very well and will carry a lot of momentum in this year. Our whole V-Series portfolio is um, now outselling um, some of our competition's performance marks. So uh, we're very happy with that, but we can't sit on our laurels or or be complacent with that, we have to keep pouring the heat to Cadillac, as you say. So you're going to see, um, uh, I think, the second half of the year, something happening in Cadillac product-wise, you know, every month or two, so um, including the racing piece of it. What Royce is saying is that the V-Series now outsells the AMG line from Mercedes, the M-Series from BMW, and the S-Cars from Audi. Just like a mermaid riding a unicorn across a rainbow. I never thought it would happen. But according to Wards, it has. Yesterday, Fisker officially started production of the Karma plug-in hybrid at its plant in Finland. So far, the pace is very slow, with few cars coming down the assembly line. These early cars are demo models headed to dealerships in the U.S. and Europe. Just to recap, this $100,000 four-seat sedan is a lot like the Chevy Volt. It features a 20 kilowatt hour lithium ion battery pack that's good for a range of about 50 miles. Its two electric motors put out a combined 403 horsepower. When the juice is done, a 260 horsepower four-cylinder engine takes over. Just when you think it's over, it's not. Even though the United States threw its best brains from NASA at trying to find problems with Toyotas over sudden unintended acceleration, they couldn't find anything wrong with the system. But now the plaintiff attorneys suing the automaker are challenging NASA's report. The lawyers are blaming microscopic crystalline structures called tin whiskers as the cause of the problem. They claim these things can cause catastrophic problems in electronic components. The sad part is they are going to convince more than a few juries to award them tens of millions of dollars based on claims that our best scientists call Holcomb. That's all because no one wants to admit that maybe the driver made a mistake. 
In related news, the Wall Street Journal reports Toyota is fighting to limit access to its vehicle's computer source code, calling that software its crown jewels. The company says attorneys should only be allowed to view small parts of the code in a secure room protected by iris and palm scanners. It also says documents should be protected by RFID tags. They don't want any of those documents walking out of that room. Talk about tight security. Volkswagen of America announced Tony Cervone is its new executive vice president of group communications. He'll report to the head of VW of America, Jonathan Browning. Most recently, Cervone was the head of communications at United Airlines, but before that he was at GM and before that at Chrysler. Presumably, he replaces Jill Bertina, who had held the top PR job there. Are you looking for a job? Do you like working on cars? Rolls-Royce is recruiting apprentices to work alongside its skilled craftspeople in its paint, wood, leather, motor vehicle, engineering, and business areas. The apprenticeships are open to anyone between the ages of 16 and 24 and can last up to four years. Rolls-Royce doesn't guarantee it will lead to a job with the company, but since the program was launched back in 2006, it's hired more than 30 apprentices. These days, simulation is not only important in how to design a race car, but also in how to race it. That's next. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. Computer simulation is taking over all parts of the automotive industry, but the most sophisticated simulation programs are coming out of the racing community. That's why we found this inside look at what's going on at McLaren to be particularly interesting. Gary, we've loaded up configuration at Portemayers, so we'd just like to do a few laps of that. That's ready to go. Driving the simulator, you get a very similar feedback to what you do in the car. I mean, our simulator is very good, and it's probably the closest you'll get to driving a real car. The real piece that makes a difference and separates a, a two to three hundred dollar gaming station from a multi-million dollar Formula One simulator is the science and engineering that sits in the models below. You know, we do want to know what's happening at the tyre contact patch. We do want to know what the forces are. We do have to get the engine modes right because they affect the downforce on the car. We do want to know where the downforce is working when you've got steer angle, yaw and roll um, in the car. And these are not trivial things to solve. certainly tens of years chronologically to it, um, but it'll be hundreds of man years in, in software models, aerodynamics, engine mapping, tyre mapping. What are the, the factors that give the driver the sense that they're immersed in a racing experience? The relationship between McLaren Racing and McLaren Automotive is a very close one. It's helped enormously by all being housed under the same roof here at the MTC. And the crossover between ideas, technology, personnel, equipment is, is seamless and endless. Thank you very much. Don't break it. <laughs> when I'm working on the simulator, I sit in a Formula One tub, in a Formula One seat with two pedals down there, a Formula One steering wheel and gear paddles. Ready to go. Most people would find it a bit strange that we can develop a road car and a sports car 
but actually we've taken a lot of cues from the world of Formula One and put them into our road car. The simulator has been essential, vital, uh, irreplaceable really in our projects. It saved a huge amount of time uh, and resources in our current development program. You're 100% total now. You get so immersed in what you're doing. You can conduct a 10 lap run, finish, and then you realize you're in a simulator. Even with regular everyday production cars, automakers can simulate every step of the product development process from design to engineering to testing and even manufacturing. That software is simply amazing. Hey, did you catch Roundabout this week? Check out the video on our website, AutolineDetroit.tv. Jim Hall was the guest of honor and you know he never disappoints, so check it out. And that's today's report on the top news in the global auto industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.